Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I'm not ashamed to say. I hope it always will stay this way. Hello, hello. I am Deb Creer. I am the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And we're going to do a quick little check here. Um, Is there someone in the studio who can turn on a mic and talk to me for a moment? Okay. I'm not sure they can hear us. Well, we're going to keep going. (laughs) So anyhow, as I said, I am Deb Creer, the socialite. And I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And several weeks ago, we announced that Mile High Radio was merging with Velocity Radio. And, you know, it's bringing such great things. But one of the things that it brought is the new time for my program, which is very cool because that means we have more live hosts. It also meant that we're trying some new technology, trying some different ways to call in and and some things like that. So hopefully things are working right. Um, But let me go ahead and welcome my guest today, Lita Citrone. Lita, can you hear me? I can hear you, Deb. Can you hear me? Yay, I can hear you. So maybe nobody else can hear us, but we'll talk to each other. (laughs) So welcome. Let me tell everyone a little bit about Lita. Now, Lita has been a guest on my program several times, and she has also been a guest host because she has such fabulous information. And that's why I always like having her on. So Lita is an internationally recognized branding and reputation management specialist who designs and enhances the identities of companies, executives, and organizations globally. As principal and founder of Lita 360, Lita is also an accomplished speaker and writer often featured in the media, including Fortune Magazine, Forbes.com, Harvard Business Review, KUSA 9 News, Fox 31 News, and Colorado Biz Magazine. She is the author of Reputation 360, Creating Power Through Personal Branding, a best-selling guide to gaining competitive advantage through reputation management. Lita also conducts workshops, training seminars, and webinars to enliven to enlighten, excuse me, transitioning veterans about the challenges, opportunities, and advantages to be gained in the civilian sector. But today, what I'm talking to Lita about is what I think is probably her biggest passion, because she spends her free time helping veterans transition from military to civilian careers. She is passionate about empowering military veterans with the tools, insights, and resources to compete effectively in a civilian career. Her new book, Your Next Mission, a personal branding guide for the military to civilian transition was just released, and we're so excited about it. Lita also writes monthly columns for Military.com, is a volunteer of ESGR, and since 2010 has worked with Philadelphia-based Wall Street Warfighters Foundation, which is General Peter Pace's program, to help veterans transition to careers in finance. So again, welcome, Lita. Deb, I'm, I'm exhausted listening to that, but thank you. I know, and, and you know, it, it's fun. I, I was so sad that I missed the book launch because, of course, it was back in Denver, and I'm down here in Atlanta, and I won't tell you what our temperature is here today, but, um, you know, I wanted to have you on because the book is 
so important for veterans. Um, and I don't care if it's someone who was in the military for, you know, just a couple of years or a true career military person who then is coming out of, of being in the military and transitioning into working in civilian life. So first, you know, what made you even decide that this was something that you wanted to, to do? You know, I wouldn't say it was a conscious decision as much as, and mm-hmm. I know this sounds kind of um, corny, but it, it was like a calling. Um, okay. My business, my business was about a year old. Um, mm-hmm. it, this was back to 2009. And my husband and I went to a Denver Broncos football game. Uh, they played mm-hmm. the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was not a pretty uh, game. But it happened to be Veterans Day. And the mm-hmm. Broncos did a tribute at halftime to a returning veteran. Um, and most people, you know, tune out and go take a break and get something to eat. Right. But mm-hmm. I found myself listening to him. And what he talked about were the challenges of trying to be competitive, trying to understand mm-hmm. the narrative that civilians have that he didn't feel he had, trying to find a way to connect his past in the military service with the mm-hmm. value proposition that employers were looking for. And it right. occurred mm-hmm. to me that everything I do on the corporate side is to teach reputation management, competitive mm-hmm. advantage, market positioning, and here's a perfect example of a community that needs this that isn't being given the tools. Right. And it was one of those... Um, times when you just feel called and you decide to lean into that and say, and raise your hand mm-hmm. and say, I think I can help. Right. You know, and, and I think it's so important because, you know, when someone leaves the military, they're definitely on their own. And my understanding is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they're not given a lot of assistance. And, and hopefully this is changing, but they're not given a lot of assistance in how to transition into civilian life. Am I correct in that? Well, I, I would say yes and no. I mean, there are there are government programs, um, and I'm mm-hmm. not an expert on them, but they are, you know, there was this thing called TAF, um, which is now Transition GPS, and there are different okay. branches of the military have different transition programs, and mm-hmm. there are a lot of nonprofits who will take veterans and, and help ah. them through the emotional healing, the financial mm-hmm. healing, the education piece. We have wonderful youth veteran organizations across the country, including here in Denver, um, who are mm-hmm. really helping that piece. And I think at the other end of the spectrum, you have organizations who are helping veterans demilitarize their resume, um, mm-hmm. studying for the job interview. But what I saw as a gap was there's nobody taking them through the process of figuring out who they are and what they want to be for the rest of their life. And that is so fundamental mm-hmm. to reputation management right. and personal branding that I saw an opportunity mm-hmm. to assert myself with a set of skills that really hadn't been talked about. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and the, the skills and the philosophies and all of those things that they had as a military person, they transition into the real world, but sometimes they kind of have difficulty in seeing how that transition happens. Uh, that, that's it in a nutshell. Um, there's, hiring veterans is such a smart business decision for companies, right. large mm-hmm. and small, um, nonprofit and, and corporate, but it's getting the two conversations to make sense. So you have employers who are trying to hire, and you have veterans who bring all these skills, but employers Mm -hmm. don't necessarily know how to hire veterans, and veterans don't know how to articulate what made them successful in their their military career and how that is compelling and relevant to a civilian hiring manager. And that's Mm -hmm. really the thing I like to plug into. Right. And and you're so right in that 
if, if they are such good hires because, you know, they've, they've learned discipline. You know, you're not going to have to worry, are they coming to work on time? You know, all of those things, they're, they're obviously fabulous team players. And, but the, the, in many cases, the employers, as you said, really don't know how to deal with that. And, and in some cases, I'm guessing they could be intimidated. You know, say they're hiring a colonel or a general or, you know, somebody who is pretty high ranking. That right there is going to be intimidating. And so how do you, do you work with employers to kind of walk them through that transition process also? You know, it's interesting, but that was something I never set out to do, and I've been getting a lot of inquiries for that. So I do have mm-hmm. employers um, across the country contacting me, as well as small companies here in Colorado, saying, you know, we mm-hmm. really would like to raise our hand and hire more veterans, but where do we go? What are the job boards? Right. And, and, mm-hmm. I, and I almost say, while it's wonderful that they wanted to start onboarding um, the veteran community, I think there is a, there's a corporate culture that has to ready and adapt mm-hmm. to not only recruit and hire veterans, but to retain them. Uh, there's something mm-hmm. in the community that we call veteran-friendly versus veteran-committed. And a lot of companies, mm-hmm. I think, try to be veteran-friendly, but mm-hmm. retaining veterans, keeping them growing and thriving in a corporation or a company really does require a process, and it requires a commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just a, an easy fix, and there are some wonderful companies really stepping up to make those commitments. And they're seeing the success. Uh, what you mentioned earlier, Deb, you know, we always think that veterans have leadership skills and, and focus and ability to make critical decisions in high-stress situations. But a lot of jobs don't require high-stress, life-or-death situations. Right. And that's might, where the problem can come in. Well, but you might have a project management position or an IT mm-hmm. network support position or um, a logistics manager for a company. And those aren't, I mean, mm-hmm. face it, people typically don't get shot at. So it isn't life and death, and you aren't saving the world, but you are using those skills in a real way mm-hmm. to drive business. Well, how does that right. hiring manager understand when they have a resume in front of them and a candidate brings these qualities, how to help that candidate understand what that culture would be like? So I mm-hmm. almost go a little right. further and say, while veterans have all those wonderful skills we just talked about, they are also incredibly resilient. They and, mm-hmm. and not just again in a high stress situation, they're problem solvers. So veterans I've mm-hmm. worked with, I counsel and coach well over hundred and fifty veterans in the six years that I've been in this space. And they are mm-hmm. problem solvers. If you give them a challenge, they're it they don't right. just throw their hands up and say, I don't know, let me know when you figure it out. They're the ones that are gonna go mm-hmm. and figure it out. They they'll get online, they'll mm-hmm. talk to people, they'll collaborate to come up with a scenario and then present it in a way that's understandable. That's huge mm-hmm. for me. Um, right. Not every veteran wants to be a leader. A lot of the veterans <laughs> I've coached have said, you know, yeah, I was a leader when I served, but I really just, I, I want to go to work, do a good job, and have a family life. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely. They're, they're collaborative. They understand how to work together, but they also understand how to take personal accountability. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that the military teaches, that personal accountability is critical. Um, decisions get made because we can trust, and we can trust mm-hmm. when people can, can hold themselves to high standards and be accountable. So I think oftentimes mm-hmm. we think the, of the skills and the traits that the media promotes a lot, but the veterans mm-hmm. I've worked with, um, and they're so incredibly helpful in 
generous and loyal. I had a call this morning with uh, a gentleman, uh, an Army sergeant who I coached years ago, and he's now thriving in his role, working with severely mm-hmm. veterans in Texas. And, you know, at, at the end of the call, his last words to me were, if you need anything from me, he goes, you just say the word, and I will get whatever resources I need to help you across right. that line. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's what a veteran will end a conversation with. Um, mm-hmm. And it just makes people like me want to work harder. To mm-hmm. Well, and, and they truly want to be successful because they have been successful, and so they want to transition that in. And I'm sure that, though, is, is some of the problems. They were successful in the military, and then they're unsure of what civilian life brings. So what is it that they have trouble understanding about that transition? You know, Deb, it would be like saying we're going to put you in a foreign land with a foreign mm-hmm. culture, a foreign language. Uh, the people look different, talk different, sound different, um, value different things, and expect you to just figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. It is truly that different for especially someone who served many, many years. So I work with a lot of um, veterans who come out after four years and others who come out after 20, 25, 30 years. Mm-hmm. The culture is so different. The language, the, the wardrobe, <laughs> everything. The right. rules are completely mm-hmm. different. And to expect that they're going to be able to understand how to navigate that without proper tools, I think is a little bit mm-hmm. naive. So. Again, that's where I've inserted myself into the process, but in a very specific place. Um, mm-hmm. They have to. My goal in doing what I'm doing is to return not only dignity, but to return control. So you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier um, that they're very, um, very successful. Well, they are because they understand what they're supposed to do. They are given a set of instructions or protocol and structure, and they know how to work within that. Well, the rules are all different mm-hmm. on the other side. So I try to impart some of those best practices and those rules, give them that control again. And I think the bottom line mm-hmm. is that they actually have control over how they navigate the process. And I try to dispel that feeling that they have of being completely lost. Many, many of Well, and I would think control is maybe one of the biggest issues. And, and I'm not sure that control is the right word that I'm looking for here because I'm I'm talking about you know they it, maybe it was structure you know when they were in the military everything was very structured you know even to the point of this is when you get up this is when you go to bed this is when you eat you know all sorts of things like that and then they get into corporate America and depending on the industry that they go in it could be you know 180 different from what they were used to. I'm guessing that may be one of the, the harder things for them to deal with is, you know, they're used to that, that structure and that control. And then they're in an environment where people wander in when they want, they eat when they want, you know, they get the projects done, but, you know, it's, it's much more casual. How, well, it, you know, how do they deal with things like that? It goes a little farther than that. I mean, I think, I think those would be ones that you probably could learn quickly. Um, again, imagine mm-hmm. you're going to a foreign country. You could start, start to figure right. out that, you know, lunch mm-hmm. isn't always at the same time, but imagine that when you're serving and you walk into a room, you can tell exactly who everybody is by what they're wearing. So, mm-hmm. ah, rank, mm-hmm. status is very clear, and the protocols around that are very clear. Um, mm-hmm. the, the set of instructions, the set of responsibilities, everything is very clear. 
on the civilian side, it isn't. Um, a lot of the men that I have worked with have not, especially if they've been in, in combat situations, have not worked with women. So right. Especially not a woman as a supervisor. Right. So having a woman as CEO of a company, which, yes, numbers are still very low, but there are women who are CEOs um, mm-hmm. or directors or managers, that can be different. Um, you're, you know, you've got CEOs like uh, Steve Jobs who wear jeans and turtlenecks. Um, mm-hmm. Walk down the street, you wouldn't know that his rank and status is in the company, let alone the industry. So I think the institution mm-hmm. and the rules have to be taught. Um, but also the expectations. Uh, when does an employee get promoted? When does it, you know, how does pay differ? Those rules mm-hmm. are very clear. The military, they're not in the civilian sector. And getting mm-hmm. promoted respect, um, getting credibility and authority. You might have a seat at the table, but it doesn't have a voice at the table. All mm-hmm. of this stuff is so mushy and fluid. And those of us who grew up in business and went to business school and learned all of this, we learned how to kind of work with them. Mm-hmm. How do you teach those goals? Right. So what tools do they currently have that are kind of helping them through this transition? I mean, you talked about some of the, the nonprofits um, and, and things like that, but really what resources are out there for, for these uh, retiring military? You know, again, it's rather they're, you know, if they're retiring from a two-year career or, you know, 25, 30-year career. You know, I'm not going to, I don't think I'm the right person to speak to everything that's out there. Um, there are, I heard some numbers that said there were 26,000 nonprofits focused on veterans, and there, there are 46,000 wow. 46, that have a veteran component to them. Last week, I had an opportunity mm-hmm. to be at the George W. Bush Presidential Center down in Texas, and the former mm-hmm. president gave a lot of statistics that I think really surprised those of us in the room, and 46,000. A nonprofit that have a component serving veterans. Um, wow. That's, that's really confusing to a serviceman or woman separating. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I can't possibly speak to all of them, but I can tell you that the effect that I've seen in the work that I've done, in the writings that I do, in the workshops and the webinars and the tools I have available through my website, I'm hearing over and over that no one else is saying what I'm saying. No one else mm-hmm. is causing to think about the things that I'm causing them to think about. And when I have, you know, a group of Navy SEALs come up to me afterwards with tears in their eyes and give me a hug and say, I've never been asked those questions. I've never thought about my life that way. I know I'm on mm-hmm. to something. Um, right. So, you know, I, 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 I could say there are a lot of government and non-government organizations that are trying to impact veterans in their local community, in their industry. Um, the challenges are overwhelming. The unemployment rates are coming down, but they're still outpacing um, mm-hmm. the bill. You know, the national rate is 6.6, but we have a veteran rate of 7.9, which is better than 11.6 that it was. But it's still, it's saying that our veterans are not finding the jobs that are out there. Right. And that's mm-hmm. Well, and I'm guessing that that tool that, that they've never really dealt with before is personal branding. And so we're going to take a quick break, um, you know, have to have to pay those bills. But when we come back, I really want to talk about personal branding with you and, and why it's important for a veteran to really think about you know, who they are as that, that person and no longer that entity. And it's also important to, to you know, the, the non, uh, 
uh, military people too. We all have to think about what our personal identity is and our personal branding. So when we come back, we will talk about personal branding and why that is so important to anyone in the in the career world. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Limited time offer, 24-month commitment and credit qualification require cancellation fee, auto pay, and paperless billing and other restrictions apply. If you can't see the difference, why pay the difference? Switch to DISH for the best deal in entertainment. Only DISH brings you the best in entertainment for less than $20 a month. Cut the cable and don't get directed. Switch to DISH because at just $19.99, DISH saves you every time you turn on the TV. It's so simple. The same channels cost less with DISH. So since you can't see the difference don't pay the difference switch to dish for the best deal in entertainment get premium movie channels free for three months starting at just 1999 dish saves you every time you turn on the tv call now to save with dish dial 1-800-943-9074 that's 1-800-943-9074 the same channels for less than 20 bucks a month dish call 1-800-943-9074 for details have you ever wondered how you could make a difference in someone's life? What if you could help hundreds or even thousands of children? Students in the U.S. rank 32nd in world math skills. It's time for our children to catch up. Become an owner of one of the world's fastest-growing franchises, Mathnasium. Mathnasium is the leading math-only learning center in the U.S. Imagine helping hundreds, even thousands of students in your community improve in school and raise their self-esteem. Call us at 800-783-0798. That's 800-783-0798. 150 million people suffer from headaches. All you want is for the pounding in your head to stop. Migralex stops the pounding. Migralex was developed by a neurologist and founder of the New York Headache Center. I'm neurologist Dr. Alex Mauskop. After studying and researching the human brain for 25 years, I've developed Migralex, which eliminates pounding headaches. It works for my patients, and I'm so convinced it will work for you. I don't just guarantee it. I put my name on it. Dr. Mauskop's Migralex gets rid of headaches fast without harsh caffeine, sodium, or preservatives. Migralex works unbelievably fast and... And it's gentle on my stomach. Find out how to get your free bottle of Migralex. Call 800-547-6279. Plus, if you're one of the first 100 callers, you'll also receive the Migralex Quick Tips to Headache Relief absolutely free. That's 800-547-6279. Or go to MigralexRelief.com. M-I-G-R-A-L-E-X Relief.com. Or call 800-547-6279. Hey everyone, have you heard about the no-no hair removal device that's sweeping the globe? If you want to go weeks without shaving and get smooth, professional quality results, here's our favorite host, Cheryl, for no-no hair removal. Thanks. Hey gals, I love talking about my no-no. It's this cute little hair removal system that you can take with you and use almost anywhere at home or on the road. No more expensive in-office treatments, painful waxing, and no more wasting your valuable time. Got unwanted facial hair? No-no 
has patented Thermacon technology that works on all hair and skin colors, so it's perfect for using on all body parts. And now you can take advantage of this incredible risk-free trial. Get the no-no, the facial kit, a travel case, and a $100 discount shopping card, and you don't risk a penny to try it. Try the incredible no-no hair completely risk-free. Call 1-800-953-8386. That's 800-953-8386. 800-953-8386. And we are back. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am speaking with Lita Citrone, who is an internationally recognized branding and reputation management specialist. But we're talking about Lita's new book, Your Next Mission, a personal branding guide for the military to civilian transition. Um, you know, this is, is such an important thing that we need to be discussing. But I also want to emphasize all these tips work for anybody. Um, but again, Lita, welcome back. Thank you. Deb, great to be here. Great, great. So before the break, we were talking about the fact that, um, you know, military people who are transitioning out into the civilian world do get training. But I think probably that the key to what you're providing them is that personal branding. You know, they were this entity. They were a Marine. They were a sergeant. They were whatever. And they didn't really know what they were. Am I correct in, in assuming that that's kind of where this this is coming in? You know, yes, it is. And you made a really good, interesting point as you brought us back from commercial, and that is that what I'm talking to veterans about is the same thing I talk to corporate audiences about. So somebody mm-hmm. transitioning from one company to another who perhaps tied their identity or their personal identity to their role at that company, um, a doctor who's transitioning into being a businessman. Um, we, we deal with transition often in our careers, whether we've served in the military or not. But in this case, we're talking about those who are coming out of a military career into a civilian career. Lita, can you hear me? I accidentally hung up. Oh, I, I thought I said something so profound that um, <laughs> that you were just stunned with my comments. That um, no, 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 no. reflect you know, deeply in a personal career. Not the technology on my end. I thought I was going to mute my mic because I needed to, to cough a little bit, and instead I hung up. So I really did mute. So so sorry about that. Okay, let's take a take a step back. We're talking about. Um, how transitioning from the military is also the same way as transitioning out in, in the corporate world and, and uh, how you have to develop that personal brand. Right. So what I had started to say is, is you know, we're speaking on this call specifically about the transition from a military to career to a civilian. But I do want to let, it, let your audience know, because many of them are business people and not, um, not former military, that mm-hmm. whenever we are trying to make ourselves relevant and compelling, whether it's to a new industry, or to enhance the work we're already doing, the personal brand is what gets our audiences to find us relevant and compelling. Um, mm-hmm. The brand is the piece that comes before the marketing. 
So in this case, we're talking about how that's applicable to a military transition to civilian. Right. Good. You know, and, and uh, you know, we were, we're talking about the fact that when you're a military person, you're, you're not an individual anymore. Is, you know, and, and, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I mean, that's just kind of how the military functions is you are part of that bigger entity and you kind of lose who you are as an individual. So when someone is transitioning out of the military into civilian life, how do you walk them through kind of discovering or rediscovering who they are and what skill sets they bring to a great employer? Well, and you touched on something important there, Deb, and that is that the culture, as I as I understand it, I am not a veteran. I did not serve. Um, as I understand it, as it's been told to me, the culture of the military is very focused on, mm-hmm. you know, um, troop or squadron or, or effort um, mm-hmm. initiative. Because think about it, it's a survival skill. You don't want a bunch of independent thinkers in a combat situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Life, life can be lost and, and situations compromised. So there's a lot of protocol, there's a lot of structure, and there isn't as much a, a demand for independent thinking and independent expression. Then we ask mm-hmm. these veterans to come out of service and all of a sudden be able to articulate the civilians what makes them special, what makes them unique and compelling, and what did they in particular do. And for many that I mm-hmm. spoke to, they said that felt very disloyal. They felt like if they talked mm. about themselves, um, it ah, was a why mm-hmm. that there weren't others around them that they that they weren't fighting for. So that that mm-hmm. conflict, internal conflict, was something that I learned very quickly working with veterans years ago. That I had to help them navigate. You know, the personal mm-hmm. branding process really starts whether you're a veteran or civilian. It starts with an understanding of what makes you special, what makes that right. career mm-hmm. compelling and interesting and likable, maybe, um, and those aren't questions you typically think about. Think about your resume, mm-hmm. you think about your experience, your training, your technical acumen. But what is it about your personality, about your dreams, about your vision, about your goals, mm-hmm. about your history mm-hmm. that separates you from everyone else? Understanding those assets, being able to put them down on paper and really own them is just one step. Then mm-hmm. you need to think about how you want to be known. So we all have mm-hmm. a reputation. We all have a personal brand, but sometimes our personal brand mm-hmm. is not consistent in how we want people to feel about us. Uh, brands mm-hmm. are all emotional. Marketing is tactical. Brands are emotional. And when we can envision what we want people to feel about us, what do we want our legacy to look like? At the end of the day, we're mm-hmm. all going to live a wonderful place to call Earth. Um, how do we want to be remembered? What kind of an impact mm-hmm. did our life and our work have on our family, on our faith, on our community, on our country, mm-hmm. understanding some of those assets and being able to say them out loud is a huge step. Then the third right. thing is really understanding who do we want to work with? Who is our target mm-hmm. audience? Who are the people that hold opportunity for us? The opportunity mm-hmm. for employment, the opportunity for career growth, the opportunity to be personally happy. Um, and that's not everyone. Not everyone in the world is going to find you funny and interesting and um, important. So you really mm-hmm. try to understand the audience that will find your message and your values compelling. And then you put mm-hmm. all of these together to design a strategy. 
where you are today, right. where you want to be, and who is going to help you get there. That's the fundamental mm-hmm. basics of a personal brand strategy. And I have way mm-hmm. oversimplified it, but, but that's really the process. Um, and once you have those pieces in place, design a strategy that affects how you're going to market yourself. And that means marketing mm-hmm. social media. It means marketing yourself in networking, having a good elevator pitch, having a good networking strategy when you meet people and you follow up, how you're going to network into those jobs that you want, uh, your image, and your body language, the way you present yourself says a lot about who you are and what you value. And then all of the other pieces that come with that, if you're going to do any kind of public relations, any kind of writing and authorship, speaking and mentoring, all of those marketing tactics flow from a brand strategy. And that's the mm-hmm. only way I know in 25 years of doing this, it's the only way I know to make, make messaging and branding authentic, compelling, and sustainable. And that's mm-hmm. how people can make careers that make them happy. Right. Well, I'm, I would guess for someone who has been, especially a very long career in the military, the whole marketing of themselves is very difficult. Um, you know, that was not what they did when they were in the military. Um, you know, they got promoted based on their deeds and, and things like that, and, but they didn't go in and actively seek those things out. You know, and granted, there, there certainly are some who did, but in most cases, it, it is different. And so having to think of the product that they're selling, in, in essence, is themselves, I, I'm guessing that is kind of one of the, the biggest hurdles that they have to get over. And, and they're really figuring out, what can I bring to a company? Well, and, and there, believe me, there are many civilians, even very senior executives, who have trouble with that. Uh, it's, again, it mm-hmm. feels like bragging. It feels like mm-hmm. uh, arrogance. And it sometimes feels like you're being disloyal to those people who helped you get where you are. None of us mm-hmm. who are successful in business got here without somebody helping us. So, mm-hmm. you know, being inclusive of those who have helped make you successful is an important part. But if you can't articulate your value proposition, the world is just too noisy. Especially hiring managers will not spend the time. They can't spend the time to try to right. read mm-hmm. the lines and draw it out of you and get you to somehow indicate why they should hire you. It really is mm-hmm. coming upon the applicant to make that case compelling. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love that you talked to them about kind of being forward thinking. You know, what, what do you want to do at the end? One of the things that I tell people when I'm working with them on their LinkedIn summaries is to think about it's your retirement party. What are they going to say about you then? And then I also say, what would they say in your obituary? You know, and, and to me, that is kind of all of this is, you know, yeah, it's a job, but it should be more than that. You know, it, it should be your career. It should be your passion, all of those things. And so really thinking about, you know, when you retire from, you know, from, from that career, what will people say about you? Or, you know, is it, what are they going to say about you at the, the next team meeting? You know, all of those things kind of play into that. Well, and in Reputation 360, um, my first book, that, that was a big part of the book, is understanding, and not just job-related, because, you know, our, mm-hmm. there are many people who go to work, and it's a place they go to earn a paycheck so that they can live the rest of mm-hmm. their lives. Um, and some, for some people, we need to separate those two. Uh, but your personal brand transcends your work, your personal relationships, mm-hmm. your, how you show up online, how you engage with the community, how you 
lead or how you don't lead. And being able to start at the end and work backwards gives you a structure and a strategy for all of those mm-hmm. touch points. Um, and in this book, it, it's certainly a part of that. Yeah, these are people, veterans are people who face death many more often times than you and I do. Um, you know, mm-hmm. We go to work, we don't get shot at. A lot of them do. Uh, and I, I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it's true. Um, we aren't mm-hmm. putting much on the line to do our work as they do. And so mm-hmm. understanding the reality um, and, and the, the seriousness of work is, is, a big, is a big important part of the veteran transition and being able to respect mm-hmm. that, give it credibility and integrity um, and understand that, they, that now we're trying to say, or I'm trying to say, they're a whole person. Their work and right. their role their job is a part of that, but there's also a, there's a whole mm-hmm. person. And for some people, right. that means going to a job that's just a job, but making sure that the rest of their life supports that vision that they want to have so that when they do leave this planet, um, they've mm-hmm. built a personal brand that has all those values that are important to them. Right. Well, and, and one of the things you mentioned earlier was the, the uh, veteran who said, you know, I basically just want a job. Because then there's this other, you know, I want to be with my family. I want to do all of those things. And that's part of that legacy, too. You know, and so there's nothing that says that just having a job, you know, you go and you earn your paycheck, is, is a bad thing. Because that might mean that it is freeing them up to be able to spend more time with their family, to write a book, to do whatever it is that they weren't able to do when they were in the military. Um, you know, and, and, and that's really what I like about developing that personal brand is, it gets them out of, I am this little thing in this little box, you know, and that, that is my whole identity. It, it really is, you know, how do you want to be remembered on your headstone? And, and by the people around you. Exactly. Because right. we are mm-hmm. human beings and we have to create an, an expectation of what that experience with us is going to be like. Um, so, for mm-hmm. example, I, I coached a veteran into a very senior position with a very big company. and. When we had talked about some of the questions that he might be answered in his interview, some of the ways he might answer, he was so concerned about the factual, technical accuracy of the responses mm-hmm. that I had to really push him to consider, yes, the technical accuracy of your responses are important, but you're talking to you're talking to people. What do these people mm-hmm. want to see in you? What do they want to feel if they're going to put you in a position of leadership? Your military experience and your very highly decorated, very high rank, um, that gets you to the table. But how are you going mm-hmm. to create a relationship, an emotional relationship with people? There were men and women in the room, and and that was that was a very difficult concept for him. He worked through mm-hmm. it, and he got feedback afterwards, which he was generous to share with me, that said, you know, we really felt like you had everything on paper that we needed, but you also would fit in in this role. And we felt like you would hit mm-hmm. the ground have the culture that we need. And it was all these, these qualifiable attributes, not quantifiable attributes. The same thing I coached a young man to get into one of the top business schools in the country that has a 7% acceptance rate. Um, this mm-hmm. was not a very highly decorated military veteran, but an incredibly smart man, absolutely brilliant, and very, very abrupt, very rough in his delivery of his passion mm-hmm. and skills. And we had to talk through that you know, you're not going to change who you are, but you have to understand what the other person sitting across from you who holds the opportunity that you want. What do they need to steal from you? And we mm-hmm. talked about 
know, so if you're the, the admissions director of a very highly competitive business school, Ivy League business school, what do you want to see in the people that you expect? He goes, well, I want to mm-hmm. see all the technical skills. I want to see that they're going to pursue and they're not going to fail. And I said, okay, but they're going to become graduates. They're going to graduate from this business school. What are they going to do in the world? They want to see some vision. They want to see passion. They want to see that you're about more than just yourself and that there's a, there's a bigger mission here for you. And mm-hmm. his whole body language changed. He sat back in his chair and he got his face got wide and animated and and he goes, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. And when he started telling that story, they couldn't wait to accept it. I mean, he, I he, was, mm-hmm. he was one of those success stories. But um, it was about turning that on. I'll give you another example mm-hmm. if we have a second. Um, I, I work well, with actually, let's, let's go ahead and, and we're going to take our next break. But when we okay. come back, we'll do that. So we'll, we'll get a couple more examples. And then, you know, since it is a program about social media, we'll also talk about how you work with veterans on on how they should even be on social media um, and, you know, how to connect with people and and all of those things. And then, you know, obviously we want to talk about how people get the book and more importantly, how people can help veterans get a copy of your book. Um, So when we come back, we'll discuss all of that. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is Limited time offer, 24-month commitment, and credit qualification require cancellation fee, auto pay, and paperless billing, and other restrictions apply. If you can't see the difference, why pay the difference? Switch to DISH for the best deal in entertainment. Only DISH brings you the best in entertainment for less than $20 a month. Cut the cable and don't get directed. Switch to DISH because at just $19.99, DISH saves you every time you turn on the TV. It's so simple. The same channels cost less with DISH. So since you can't see the difference don't pay the difference switch to dish for the best deal in entertainment get premium movie channels free for three months starting at just 19.99 dish saves you every time you turn on the tv call now to save with dish dial 1-800-943-9074 that's 1-800-943-9074 the same channels for less than 20 bucks a month dish call 1-800-943-9074 for details Have you ever wondered how you could make a difference in someone's life? What if you could help hundreds or even thousands of children? Students in the U.S. rank 32nd in world math skills. It's time for our children to catch up. Become an owner of one of the world's fastest-growing franchises, Mathnasium. Mathnasium is the leading math-only learning center in the U.S. Imagine helping hundreds, even thousands of students in your community improve in school and raise their self-esteem. Call us at 800-783-0798. That's 800-783-0798. 150 million people suffer from headaches. All you want is for the pounding in your head to stop. Migralex stops the pounding. Migralex was developed by a neurologist and founder of the New York Headache Center. I'm neurologist Dr. Alex Mauskop. After studying and researching the human brain for 25 years, I've developed Migralex, which eliminates pounding headaches. It works for my patients, and I'm so convinced it will work for you, I don't just guarantee it, I put my name on it. Dr. Mauskop's Migralex gets rid of headaches fast without harsh caffeine, sodium, or preservatives. Migralex works unbelievably fast and 
and it's gentle on my stomach. Find out how to get your free bottle of Migralex. Call 800-547-6279. Plus, if you're one of the first 100 callers, you'll also receive the Migralex Quick Tips to Headache Relief absolutely free. That's 800-547-6279. Or go to MigralexRelief.com. M-I-G-R-A-L-E-X Relief.com. Or call 800-547-6279. Hey everyone, have you heard about the no-no hair removal device that's sweeping the globe? If you want to go weeks without shaving and get smooth, professional, quality results, here's our favorite host, Cheryl, for no-no hair removal. Thanks. Hey gals, I love talking about my no-no. It's this cute little hair removal system that you can take with you and use almost anywhere at home or on the road. No more expensive in-office treatments, painful waxing, and no more wasting your valuable time. Got unwanted facial hair? No-no hair has patented Thermacon technology that works on all hair and skin colors. So it's perfect for using on all body parts. And now you can take advantage of this incredible risk-free trial. Get the No-No, the facial kit, a travel case, and a $100 discount shopping card. And you don't risk a penny to try it. Try the incredible No-No hair completely risk-free. Call 1-800-953-8386. That's 800-953-8386. 800-953-8386. My old Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And we are back. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I'm talking with Lita Citrone, who is a personal branding expert. And we're really focusing this program on how military veterans are, can transition into the uh, civilian world and get employed, you know, find their, their next career, things like that. And a big part of that, in fact, the, the, the hugest part of that is in finding their personal brand. And so before the break, Lita was telling us some great examples of how um, people she has worked with have really found that passion, you know, how to, to make that transition. So, Lita, give us a couple more examples. Well, you know, I, I, I attend a lot of um, veteran job fairs uh, whenever I can, and oftentimes I'm asked, asked to speak or keynote at those. And one time I, I was at one here in Colorado, and there was a young gentleman um, kind of struggling with his resume, and and part of the problem was he was, goes, look, Boring. I'm in IT, and I want to go into an, I want to work into a, a network position, a network position in a company mm-hmm. here in Colorado, and it's not very exciting. And I said, okay, well, with that, yeah, I probably wouldn't be very excited to talk to you. I said, why, why uh, information technology? I, that's what he had done in the Navy, and um, I saw that on his background. He had quite an extensive resume, and I said, what is mm-hmm. that information technology? And asking that question caused him to kind of sit back and. And he thought for a second, and he said, you know, I see information technology as customer service. Because if a company can't run, if it can't operate seamlessly and holistically from a technology standpoint, so it's everything else falls apart. And he went on to talk mm-hmm. about technology and, and solutions and problem solving. And he became really animated. At one point, he stood up out of his chair. And it was almost like he was citing the Declaration of Independence or Martin Luther King's mm-hmm. I've never become so enthralled with IT 
network solutions as I did when this man talked about it. And I said, okay, mm. so what you just said is not what I'm reading on this resume. We need to, mm-hmm. we need to put some of that passion and enthusiasm in this document, which is such a right. static piece of information, and, and read that out of him. Um, so many of the technical skills that military servicemen and women learn while they're, they're serving um, might sound kind of linear. They might sound kind of boring if they're just put on paper. Mm-hmm. You can add to that the why, in addition to the what, the how, then all of a sudden it becomes a narrative. And that narrative mm-hmm. is really powerful. So I always try to right. ask them, say, you were a cook in the Navy. What did that mean? What, what was that like to you? Why were you so mm-hmm. excited doing that? And if you weren't excited, why were you good at it? What kind of project mm-hmm. did you manage? What budget were you responsible for? What kind of um, mm-hmm. process did you have to track? And why, why were you successful? Because the job itself, and this is civilian as well, the job itself might not be very sexy or exciting, but mm-hmm. it's the story that goes behind it. It's the narrative that you can tie to your own set of values that makes it interesting to that hiring manager mm-hmm. or someone who isn't just going to sit at a desk, sit at a desk and a seat to a job, but who's going to add value, who's going to contribute. Mm-hmm. That's the part that I love well, to pull out. Right. And, and that also transitions in the fact that a lot of times a veteran can't say what they did. You know, it was classified. It was, it was whatever. I was working with um, a former Marine on his LinkedIn profile, and he, you know, did the, the thing where he said, gee, if I told you what I did, I'd have to kill you. But, you know, he really did do classified um, type of, of activities. And I said, but you managed a budget. You managed People. You managed a team. I said, there's all of these skills that you've got that do transition into the civilian world. And it was, it was like you said, he, all of a sudden, the light bulb went off and he went off or on, off or on. <laughs> and, oh, and he realized that what he had done really did transition into the civilian world. He just had to think about it differently. Exactly. And it isn't about um, just demilitarizing the resume. There are a lot of algorithms and tools and books out there that say, you know, instead of this word, use this word. Instead of this mm-hmm. word, right. it isn't as linear than that because you might have done mm-hmm. something that you're really not passionate about. Um, I often tell my clients, whether they're veteran or not, just because you're good at something doesn't mean you like doing it. And just because you like doing right. something doesn't mean you're good at it. So it's mm-hmm. understanding how those work together. But but pulling that out, and, and you're, you're absolutely right, especially when you're speaking with a veteran, um, that's one thing employers need to understand, that there is a lot of classified information. I've sat in many discussion groups where um, it quickly, they realize there's a civilian in the room, and they have to stop the conversation because I don't have that kind of clearance. That's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. You, don't want, you don't want to do that in an interview. The other mm-hmm. thing that I see that, that I think we can talk about, too, is what they do put on a resume. Um, Believe it or not, Deb, I have seen resumes list the number of kills. I have seen oh, them oh dear. Uh, certain insurgent attacks that are very highly public. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And while that's, you know, it's certainly notable in the context of a military career, the civilian hiring manager might have no understanding of what that means. And their only context might have been what they see in Hollywood. And I threaten mm-hmm. that. And, and they I, could panic when they see that. Well, they're going to they're going to form different judgments, 
And the whole mm-hmm. the right. concept of personal branding is to not only get in touch with your values, but to affect the way that you're perceived. And if you can mm-hmm. affect that by navigating away from things which could cause misperception, or at least foster and fuel that misperception, I address that in the book because it's a very real concern um, that veterans aren't being taught, that, that the civilian hiring manager may have only heard about these things um, in the context of Hollywood movies, and that's highly mischaracterized often. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's, let's talk more specifically about the book. So, you know, say a veteran buys it. Yeah. What is he going to find in there? Um, you know, is it worksheets? Is it, you know, walk us through what somebody is, finds when they, they read your book. Sure. Well, they're going to find everything they need to know about building their personal brand. I mean, I can honestly say it is okay. the most comprehensive guide to personal branding specific to the military conversation that's ever been written. Um, it's 358 pages of, as you indicated, examples, exercises for them to do, cheat sheets, mm-hmm. um, questions to ask themselves, key takeaways. I spent probably, even though the book took me just over a year to write, it was really about six years worth of work interviewing Mm -hmm. veterans um, across the country who have either had successful transitions or not, interviewing um, Kevin Preston, the head of military hiring for the Walt Disney Company, James Rodriguez, who is the head of uh, military hiring for BAE Systems, a global company, Um, General Peter Pace, who ran, who was obviously the sixth chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, gave me information and, and an endorsement on the book. Uh, numerous people, notable and, and not notable. And then the foreword to the book was written by Dan Goldenberg, who is the executive director of the Hall of Endowment, which is mm-hmm. an endowment by Activision, and Activision is a company out of California that produces Hall of Fame. And they're very committed to the community that they serve through entertainment, and they set this endowment up. And Dan wrote a, um, a beautiful forward to the book. It's, it's everyone's input. It's every best practice that I've learned. It's every thing mm-hmm. as a civilian that I was surprised about um, that veterans can now learn from. The whole front of the book talks about the transition to the corporate world in general, navigating issues of trust, navigating gender differences, um, the language difference the corporate environment, like mm-hmm. you and I were talking about at the beginning. All of that is at the beginning of the book. The middle the middle section of the book is the whole personal branding process, identifying your current brand, like you and I were talking about earlier, but the desired brand. How do you want to leave this earth? Understanding mm-hmm. who your target audience is and how you're going to approach them and putting it all together in a way that you now have an understanding of your value proposition. Then you move into the marketing. How do you build your personal brand and social networking? What about your image and your wardrobe and your body language? How do you approach that? I've had veterans tell me they don't know what I mean when I say a suit, like a business right. suit. So what is a business suit? What is business casual? Mm-hmm. Um, how to create an elevator pitch? All of tactical things are in there. And honestly, Deb, I don't talk about the resume until the end of the book. Well, yeah, because that is kind of the last step. You know, they've they've worked through everything, and then they're ready to do their resume. And that's not the traditional way to think about it in this country. You think about the resume first. Then you find the job, Mm -hmm. and then you hope to become who you're supposed to be. I like to empower the veteran with the tools to make all of those critical decisions before they write a resume and go out and try and find a job. So um, Mm -hmm. 
There are a lot of examples, a lot of stories, civilian and veteran, um, and a lot of different ways that they can use this tool to build their brand. And the feedback that we've already been receiving, the book's only been out a couple weeks, and it has sold probably close to 500 copies now. It's, it's wild. Um, the feedback has been that you know, they're all writing me the same thing, saying, why didn't I have this when I left the Army 10 years mm -hmm. ago or five years ago uh, or whatever branch they serve? So we're, we're definitely serving um, a market that is desperate. Great. Well, we've got just a couple minutes to wrap up. So first, tell people how they find you online so that they can connect with you. Sure. Um, you know, I'm on basically every social network there is, but the best way is either through the website of the book, which is mm -hmm. yournextmissionbook.com, or on mm -hmm. Facebook at facebook.com slash yournextmissionbook. Uh, we have a wonderful conversation going on on Facebook, lots of tips, lots of information. If you go to the website, we have a place people can sign up for the newsletter, um, Veterans can buy the book, and with shipping, U.S. only, it is about $23.90 shipping. But I also have two other places I'd like to talk about. The, there is a book button on the website where if a veteran wants the book and they can't afford it, they can get mm -hmm. on a list. And as I get um, friends and clients and corporate donors who are buying the book and donating it forward, you match that up with a veteran and we send those books out. We've already sent out about 15 nice. 20 books the last week. Mm -hmm. And the third spot is if you are a civilian or just want to help a veteran who needs the book, that's also where you can go through um, purchase the book and we will take care of distributing to a veteran who needs the book. Uh, we have a lot of companies that are buying large quantities of the book. There's gift installations in their community, the veteran service organizations, or the veterans in their own company. So there are many different ways this book is being used. And again, it's only been out a couple weeks. URL again so that people can find it. It's www.yournextmissionbook.com. Great. You know, and, and uh, you know, the, the WIDA's regular website is WIDA360LIDA360.com. Um, I really encourage everyone to go there because, you know, personal branding is for everyone. And I don't care if you're a new college graduate, a new high school graduate. Or, you know, someone who is in their 40s, 50s, 60s, you really do have to know kind of what that personal brand is. And Lita has tons of information. And I thank you so much for sharing it with us today. Thanks you so much. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.